This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's tribe time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. season major league baseball presents a comeback player of the year award in both the american and national leagues in most cases that award goes to a player who overcomes a baseball related injury or simply bounces back from a poor season on the field the year before this year's winner in the american league was indians pitcher carlos carrasco not only a major league pitcher but a cancer survivor Carrasco's battle with leukemia kept him off the mound for much of 2019, but he returned in a big way in 2020. He made 12 starts, finished 3-4, but his ERA was under 3, and he chalked up 82 strikeouts in 68 innings. But what Cookie did on the mound this season was about more than just his performance. As a baseball player, as a father, friend, everything, I just want to show the people that I can, you know, that I can play this game. I still play this game. And I know I got some, a lot of friends, a lot of family, a lot of teenagers follow me too. From, you know, all all those people, they have the, the same disease, uh, like leukemia, cancer. So I just went out there and just bring that message to them because I was I was there for, for them. You know, I know a lot of people start worried about myself, but I just went out there to pitch to improve myself that I'm fine. And uh, I got a couple of friends that sent me a text. Just to see you on the mound, I, I feel myself better. So it's one of those guys that had leukemia too. And uh, he, he sent me that test. I, it was it was unbelievable. So he told me that just to see you on the mound is made me feel better. And that's what I like to bring. I, I like to bring some happiness, inspiration for another uh, families, uh, kids, uh, teenager, whoever's out there. So that's what I like to bring. We'll have much more with Carlos Carrasco shortly as you are tuned to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend, as always. And it's great to have you with us as we continue our hot stove shows. I think you'll really enjoy our visit with Carlos Carrasco as he touches on a variety of topics, including the season gone by and his outlook on his battle with leukemia. And not only 
how it impacted him, but others too. But first, some news of the week, and there was some news this week for the Indians and every team in baseball as clubs had to make roster decisions on players who are arbitration eligible. And for the Tribe, that meant non-tendering contracts to outfielders Tyler Naquin, Delino DeShields, and pitcher Jeffrey Rodriguez. Now, all three could return on different contracts, but at least for now, they are off the roster and do not have contracts with the Indians for next season and do become free agents. The remaining arbitration-eligible players who were tendered include Francisco Lindor, Austin Hedges, Nick Whitgren, and Phil Maton. Those all were uh, tendered contracts, so they either will settle on a contract before the arbitration process or go to arbitration at an as-yet-to-be-determined date. Indians President of Baseball Operations Chris Santanetti explains the decisions specifically to non-tender DeShields and Naquin. Now, first and foremost, I would want to express profound appreciation for the contributions both guys made to the organization, both on and off the field. Um, you know, in Tyler's case, we've had the chance to be around him for a really long time, and um, he's not only made meaningful and memorable contributions on the field, but as part of the fabric of our clubhouse. Um, and Delino, you know, hard to script a more difficult transition to an organization than the one he had to make last year. And he really did so seamlessly, despite some really trying circumstances. And um, again, just grateful for the contributions both guys have made. And we'll remain interested in you know, staying in touch with them as we go throughout the winter and keep the possibility of them rejoining the team open. All this means is just we were not in a position at this point to commit to going through the arbitration process with them. As a group, 2020 was a forgettable season for the Tribe outfield, especially offensively, as Indians outfielders had the second-worst batting average and lowest slugging percentage of all major league teams among their outfielders as a group. Now, the current outfielders on the 40-man roster as of today, after the moves this week, include Oscar Mercado, Jordan Luplo, Josh Naylor, Daniel Johnson, Jake Bowers, Bradley Zimmer, and, if he can play some outfield, Fran Mil Reyes. Now, Chris says the organization was hoping to get a better read on several of those players, but 2020 made that a challenge. That may have been one of the biggest impacts of last season, in that we were hopeful that we would not only have major league but minor league opportunities for that group of players to play and play regularly. And that information would both, one, help them with their development, but also allow us to make some more informed decisions about them. Unfortunately, we don't, we didn't have that. That wasn't the reality. So we'll go into the offseason with a little bit less certainty than we may have hoped. But it's a group of players we still believe in and believe had a chance to contribute at the major league level. Well, obviously, it's still a point in the offseason where the acquisition landscape for every team in baseball is up in the air due to uncertainties regarding next season. In the coming weeks, with the winter meetings taking place virtually and Meetings between the Players Association and MLB to reach an agreement on issues pertaining to 2021. Teams should begin to get a better idea of what they are able to do roster-wise. And I'm sure Chris and Mike Chernoff and the rest of the baseball operations staff will be uh, trying to figure out the best possible way to make that outfield a stronger part of the 2021 Cleveland Indians. We'll take a break now, and when we return, we'll visit with Indians pitcher Carlos Carrasco. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. 
And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Okay, so, um, did you see that game the other day? <laughs> the refs, right? I mean, come on. They were totally out to get us. <laughs> that always happens to, uh, to our team. <clears throat> Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse with you this weekend. And earlier this week, we had a chance to visit with Indians pitcher Carlos Carrasco. Full disclosure on the interview, Cookie took part in a lunch hour Zoom call with Indian sponsors and season ticket holders. So really, this is more of a conversation that I was fortunate enough to have a chance to host with him and a chance to answer questions from fans, uh, more so than our standard interviews. So that'll be nice. We'll get to, to get some different questions from uh, folks who follow the team closely and enjoy watching Carlos pitch. The key for Carrasco, when he completed the 2020 season, that gave him 12 years with the Indians, and that's the longest tenured Cleveland Indian now on the current roster, and his season proved to be a bounce-back year. Fully healthy after battling leukemia for much of the 2019 campaign, Cookie pitched well and was rewarded with American League Comeback Player of the Year honors following the season. And with all of the unknowns and then protocols due to the COVID-19 shutdown of baseball last spring, there was really some concern as to whether Carrasco would even pitch in 2020. Would it be safe for him to do so? But he says those thoughts really didn't enter his mind when it came time to report to summer camp last July. You know what? I, I got some couples, uh, not couple. I got a lot of teammates. The teammate, they, they, they was complaining about me to playing. Uh, this year, but I told them I'm going to be fine, so I just want to play. And, um, you know, because we already spent, like, what, three or four months in, uh, after the after spring training, after March, something like that, to get him back. And he said, ah, you know what, I just want to go back to playing baseball. I know there was a lot of people concerned about that, even my wife, too, and they said, no, I just want to go there and play. Because this is as a, uh, as a teen, I just want to be with my teen. And uh, my wife told me, but, uh, you know, you are, you are a high expectation, high risk. And um, I told her, um, I'm just going to be fine. Uh, we're going to have a, 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 a super uh, uh, staff in there, like uh, Lonnie, Jane, Jim, um, Chad. Um, everyone in there, they take care of us. They did a pretty good job to keeping us safe. And that's why I took that decision because the way they, they show me they're going to do everything, it looks safe to me. And that's why I, I took the advantage to, to play this year. Did you have to do anything extra, even more so than, than your teammates had to do to, to stay safe and, and things like that? Were you put in a, a different area, even anything along those lines? I was in different area, uh, uh, pretty much almost by myself. I just have a, on the side another guy, but like six feet more than six feet. Uh, when the time uh, when the time came about the playoff 
So, you know, they have to go on the bubble, all that kind of stuff. There was a couple of players concerned about that. And I just, uh, Chris Antonetti talked to uh, the Major League Baseball said, I'm, I'm allowed to stay in my house. I feel more safe in my house. Getting to, you know, to the hotel. It's a lot of public in there, a lot of people in there, just back and forth. So in my house, just going to my house, to the ballpark, to the ballpark, to my house. That's it. But uh, um, it was really good. The way that they take care of everything, the way they pay attention to everything, and the way to take care of uh, my status. But um, I'm glad they did, and uh, they did a pretty good job. And that's why I feel I feel free to play uh, this year, 2020. On the mound, it looked like the Carlos Carrasco that we've seen so often over the years. But I know it was a long road to get to that point. Looking back at 2019, yes, you right. so much time because you were sick. How important was it then, just even those couple of relief appearances that you had, how important was it to just get back on the mound, at least to see before heading into 2020? It was, uh, that was my goal, uh, just to get him back to the mound because I couldn't, on 2019, even when I pitched one inning, I was completely tired, 100% like tired out of breath and everything. But uh, during that time from the all season on 2019 and a little bit of the 20, just getting ready for spring training in March, I, I worked really hard. Um, I did a lot of running to get my resistance back. Um, so the stop at spring training, those three months or four, whatever it was. So I worked so hard just getting my resistance because that's what I need. And that's why, why I went to, you know, I went five, six, seven, eight innings one time, the eight innings, and I feel uh, normal. But uh, I think there was the key was just to get him back my resistance because that's that's what I need to get into to those long innings. We talked a little bit about it at the end of the season. Why was it so important for you to, to be a starting pitcher again? Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks thought, well, maybe, you know, he, he would just be good enough for an inning or so out of the pen every now and again. But you wanted to start. Why is that so important to any pitcher? Because I just I just want to get back to my to my guys. I just want to get back to the rotation. I've been playing baseball for a long time, and uh, I've been you know on the rotation for a long time. A uh, couple of time uh, reliever, but uh, that's what I like to do: starting pitcher. And at the same time, it was my goal because uh, you know as a baseball player, as a, uh, as a father, friend, everything. I just want to show the people that I can you know, that I can play this game. I still play this game. And I know I got some, a lot of friends, a lot of family, a lot of teenagers follow me too. From, you know, all all those people, they have the, the same disease, uh, like leukemia, cancer. So I just went out there and just bring that message to them because I was I was there for, for them. You know, I know a lot of people start worried about myself, but I just went out there to pitch to improve myself that I'm fine. And uh, I got a couple of friends that sent me a text just to see you on the mound. I, I feel myself better. So it's one of those guys that had leukemia too. And uh, he, he sent me that test. I, it was, it was unbelievable. So he told me that just to see you on the mound is made me feel better. And that's what I like to bring. I, I like to bring some happiness, inspiration for another uh, families, uh, kids, uh, teenager, whoever's out there. So that's what I like to bring. Well, we'll get to our questions in a little bit because some of them 
uh, from our, our fans who are on here today touch on that exactly how you were an inspiration to them. Before we get to that, though, I, I just want to ask you, uh, during the shutdown, I, I think all the pitchers used creative ways to either stay in shape or even get further along than they normally would be. Tell us about your setup. It, it sounded pretty interesting. What did you do to set up at your house to, to make sure that you could throw a sort of bullpen or at least something close to that? You know what? Uh, first, I didn't have anything on the house, but uh, I just went online and just buy some uh, those uh, portable mounts. And then I just put in here in front of my house. And that's the way that I did bullpen with my friend. He's playing it in, in, in Kansas City. He's playing there with the university, so he's coming back next week. Um, we start playing cash. He's he's a catcher, so he catch my bullpen. So we we have a good setup in here with the mounts and everything, even with the weight room. So I have to build a weight room in the garage, so I don't have to go anywhere. I just did everything in here in home for three and a half months, and um, just keep my, uh, myself ready to. Because for that time, there was, okay, we're going to start in the May. We're going to start in June. We're going to start in this and that. So finally, we start in July. And um, I was, it was really good to, to have a good setup in here, to continue to throw, to do lifting, running, all that kind of stuff. So just to get ready for, for the season, the 2020 season. Stay with us. We'll have more with Carlos Carrasco after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Oh, my family was there the whole time. They, they helped me a lot, even my, my wife. Because from day one to now, she still, this morning she did. Uh, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. And um, she helped me a lot, with a lot, of, with, with a lot of stuff, even my kids. My kids now, now know the, the disease that I have. Uh, even my daughter, the five years old, she, she know and that they're keeping me busy. Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you on the Indians Radio Network. Our show drops each week Saturday, usually in that 5 to 6 o'clock range, depending on your Indians Radio Network affiliate station. Also, Indians.com, another place you can find the show. All the archived editions are there, or it does come in podcast form a little bit later on in the weekend, wherever you download your favorite podcast. So a lot of ways to listen to our show each week and again it is weekly 52 weeks a year so we are deep into the hot stove season and we've been playing back a visit with Indians pitcher Carlos Carrasco this week he joined us earlier in the week for a zoom lunch with uh, sponsors and season ticket holders and it was a good time a lot of fun to have Carlos along and just an aside on why Cookie is so popular with fans and his teammates. When he joined us, this was Tuesday. I remember Northeast Ohio was digging out of that first real snowstorm of the winter season. 
And Carlos was down at his off-season home in Tampa, and I let him know about our weather predicament up here while he was in sunny Florida. And a lot of guys would, would make fun of, of us back here having to dig out of snow, but he said he knew what was happening here because he saw the pictures uh, near his in-season home in the Cleveland area. And instead of gloating about how nice the sun was, he let us know that his wife saw the photos and wanted to jump on a plane and bring the family up here to Cleveland so the kids could play in the snow. And uh, the point being, Carlos Carrasco has a pretty good outlook on life, which may have been a key factor in his cancer recovery within the last year. All right, back to the interview. And one of the first questions fans wanted to know was, was Carlos Carrasco surprised at the reaction of some other cancer patients that he befriended during his time as a patient. Yeah, he surprised me. Yeah, he surprised me a lot because I know he he uh, I know he he took the the message that, that I want that I want to drink, and uh, he sent me a test and I said, wow, this is something unbelievable because the way he sent me the text because he saw everything and that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for because uh, they've been following my step and everything and that uh, they know everything. And I uh, I know everything about them too. Uh, we, I'm following the steps too. So how they feel and everything. I just want them to feel happy, to feel free. And when I got that test, it's, it's made my day that day. This one comes in from Daniel from University Heights. Daniel Hoshiko, I know your family means a lot to you. How did they help you in your comeback uh, from cancer, especially during the maybe the lowest points when, when it was a real struggle? Oh, my family was there the whole time. They, they helped me a lot, even my, my wife. Because from day one to now, she still, this morning she did. Uh, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. And... Um, she helped me a lot with a lot of with, with a lot of stuff. Even my kids, my kids now now know the the disease that I have, and even my daughter, the five years old, she she know, and that they keeping me busy. So that's the way they help me, just keeping me busy. You know, running around the house. We just put playground yesterday in there, so it's forty five degree outside. They're playing over there. You know, I've been running too much around the house. So they've been helping a lot and support me a lot from day one, even my wife too. Let's go to Roy and uh, Roy Jacobs from Louisville, Ohio. What kind of advice, we're switching gears here, Carlos. What kind of advice can you tell young baseball players who want to grow in the game of baseball, maybe be a major leaguer someday? What do you, what do you tell them? First, discipline. I think that's the more important. The, dis the discipline, when you have different discipline, you can get where where you want to get. I think I was talking to one of my teammates and uh, he asked me that question too. And I told him that discipline is the more important. As a new American citizen, and maybe we can get into this a little bit. A couple of years back, you became American citizen. Um, <laughs> were you able to vote this November? Obviously, it was a, a challenge for a lot of people. And, and what was that like to be able to vote in this country, especially in a, in a presidential election? You know what? It was it was uh, normal for me because I did in the past in Venezuela, but it was great. You know, it was great because I have a, a lot of opportunity here. You know, they give me so much opportunity. 
it was really good for the first time it feels it feels great to do it and for those who don't know that fill us in when you were preparing to to take the test to become an american citizen um who were some of the guys who helped you and how did they help you on the team. <laughs> uh, Jason Kipney, uh, Tomlin, Kluber. So they got the book because there was a book, a hundred question. And um, I had to learn the hundred question because I, they only gonna ask two, maybe three, but I didn't know what, what kind of question it was. So before the game, so they got the books and you start reading the question and I respond right away. But I did the same back to them and uh, they took they took at least like 10, 20 minutes to respond back to that question. They say, oh, my God, you know, you know this stuff then, uh, better than us. We're from here and everything. But uh, you know what? It was really fun because they, they learn a lot, too. And that day, can you take us back to that day, what it was like when, when you knew you had become a citizen? It was really good. I didn't have much time. It, it was really um, I, I just, uh, I just went to, uh, here to Tampa, I just take the test and, uh, I had to, to do everything. That was really quick. And, uh, I was so nervous, really, really nervous when they start asking those questions, that lady, he was kind of on the middle of the question that I got to respond right away. And they told me, wait, 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 let me finish the question and you can respond. But I know already. So when he started reading, when she started reading the question, I know the answer right away. It was really good. This one comes in from uh, Dan Oblavi from Avon Lake. What was it like playing with no fans this year in the stands? Oh, my God. There was... It was weird because uh, every fifth day that I'm pitching home, I love to see the fans. You know, I love to uh, to see the fans sharing for us, just to sit in there and, and uh, during the batting practice, uh, during the game. Uh, I miss I miss my fans. I miss our fans uh, a lot. But um, it was part of the the rule we have. They, they have uh, no fans, but uh, I hope next year they start getting fans. But because this year that was really mm -hmm. weird, uh, I, I feel like completely different not to have the fans uh, at this in, in the stadium. And there was a stretch early in the season where it seemed like the Indians' dugout was trying to create their own noise and, and banging on, on things and stuff like that. <laughs> was that just to try and get some sort of enthusiasm going? Yes. Yes, it was my idea. So just trying to do uh, something completely different because um, we didn't hear any fans, nothing like that. But I said, okay, let's start doing something completely different between us and here. And then we did. It was really, really good to, uh, we got in home. So the Tiger came in home. So there was a complaint in there and that we couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, here's a very important question from Mike Dunsmore, Dunsmore of Cleveland. What is your favorite cookie? And uh, what is your personal mantra? Uh, start with the cookie part and then we can go from there. Uh, my favorite cookie, it is uh, oatmeal rice cookie. Oatmeal. And where did the, the nickname come from for folks that don't know? Uh, 2011. 
after that big game we won in New York against the Yankees, I went seven innings. Uh, I think there was like three hits, uh, seven strikeouts, no runs. We won that game one nothing. Uh, so that was the last game on the series. We're coming back home. Uh, I went back to the plane. One of the attenders, so they put just cooking in there, a bunch of cookie with milk. And uh, Chris Perez, Chris Perez, for that time, that was the closer. And uh, he walked by me and uh, he said, oh, cookies. And Frank Hermer, I don't know if you remember Frank Hermer. He's oh, yeah. one of those guys. He put a lot of nicknames, uh, like uh, Cody Allen, the cold chicken. So he, he liked to put a lot of nicknames. So he put me cookie. From that point, it just uh, I, I just became a cookie. But uh, another part, I like cookie, too. He, he's getting me in trouble a lot because it, uh, it's not good for me, but I, I, I love it. I love it. And that's why the uh, nickname come from. Well, maybe along those lines, Tony Malika would like to know how many hours a day do you spend working out? Maybe to, to offset if you have too many cookies. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this morning, I spent three hours. I spent three hours this morning because I did cardio. I did all my uh, lifting. Um after that, I used to stretch myself. Uh, it took me three hours to do all that and a long task. Normally, yeah, two and a half, three hours. So here we are, December 1st. You mentioned long toss. How much time do you do you take from, from not throwing a baseball at all? And then this time of year, what are you doing in terms of, of your throwing to make sure you're ready to go come spring training time? Yeah, I'm being thrown now. So long toss right now, 120. So next week, I'm just going to start throwing my first bullpen just to get him ready for, for a long season. For actually a, a long season. Yes. <laughs> and uh, let's see, there was a question here. Um, someone wanted to know what your goals are for the coming season. Um, if you put goals out there in terms of wins or strikeouts, anything like that. No, my goal, my goal is just to, get, uh, just to see fans first. Our, fan, uh, our fans cheering for us. And uh, the next one, just to get in the team opportunity to go on the on the World Series, to another playoff World Series. I know a couple of guys, they have a lot of golf, you know, about uh, strikeout and everything. Now, I just, my goal is to just go uh, every fifth day, just give an opportunity to the team win some game. And that's what my, my goal it is right now. And uh, Jeff? wants to know will the short season be a help for being ready next year or will it make it harder to get back to if you want to get to 200 innings uh will the lack of innings this year because of the shortened season make that more difficult or will it be better because you didn't throw as many innings this year it will be better you're right it will be better because we didn't throw the 200 innings or one average 180 190 200 innings I think we're going to have more rest. You know, we only, it only was like 60-plus inning. I said Beaver, he got like 80-something. He was unbelievable. But I think it's, it's going to be better for us because we rest a little bit more and just getting ready for next year to, to do 200 uh, innings. I have you down for 68 innings this year, Carlos. Yeah. So that's, that's your jumping-off point right there. <laughs> Um, here's a good one. Now, this was an, an odd season in so many ways, and one of which was uh, Terry Francona, because of illness, was only, only only able to manage, I believe it was 14 games, and Sandy Alomar 
uh, handle the rest. How did, uh, as a player's perspective, how do you think Sandy did really in his first uh, full-time managing situation, albeit on an interim basis, filling in for Tito? Hey, you know what? He did really good job. He he did really really good job. I, I like the way he did everything. Uh, uh, we went to the playoff too. We had uh, because oh what happened with Tito? He only did a uh, 14 games. Uh, now he's he's feeling uh, really good. But the way uh, Sandy Lomar uh, did his job, it was really good. I was uh, everyone was respectful to him. Um, uh, follow all the the rules he has because he had to create some rules because he was the manager for that time. So everything was really good. I, I like the way the way he did. Yeah, that's all we have time for. He, he did go on and uh, touched on some other subjects too. But uh, great to have Carlos Carrasco along earlier this week uh, with uh, some really good thoughts on many different subjects. And uh, he's had a fine career, twelve seasons in now in the major leagues as he was acquired back in. 2009 in that trade with the Phillies and with Cliff Lee going the other way. At the time, it was a very difficult trade to stomach for many, but uh, Carrasco has certainly been the gem in that deal, and he has given the Indians a lot of good work on the mound during his time here in Cleveland. Stay with us. Our final segment comes your way after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment. And uh, we just have a little bit of time left. And this does not reflect the amount of time we'll spend on this, uh, the importance of it. And we hope to, to delve into it a little bit deeper in future shows. But the minor league system in Major League Baseball is undergoing uh, some pretty significant changes this offseason. And earlier this week, Major League Baseball announced their new MLB Draft League, and it impacts one of the Indians' now former minor league affiliates, Mahoning Valley, that had been in the New York Penn League, which is no longer. Instead, they will be part of a first-of-its-kind MLB Draft League with five other teams, uh, some of whom were in the New York Penn League as well. And we'll have some further details on what that league means, but it does mean that Mahoning Valley still does have baseball at their beautiful ballpark. Uh, it, will it be the same as when they were with the Indians uh, for a lot of fans? Probably not, but there'll still be some high-level baseball in Mahoning Valley, so that's good news. And here's the statement that uh, the Indians put out following today's, this was back uh, earlier in the week, following today's confirmation of the MLB Draft League, the Indians would like to thank the Mahoning Valley scrappers and the surrounding community for the unwavering support they provided the organization and its players during their 20 seasons as a New York Penn League affiliate for the tribe. The MLB Draft League is, uh, or the MLB Draft is instrumental 
to the organizational success of the Indians, and we know that Mahoning Valley will excel at providing a competitive atmosphere for amateur prospects to boost their stock while preparing them for the transition to professional baseball. So it will be different, to be sure, but still a very high level of baseball and some good prospects moving through at Mahoning Valley. Uh, What does it mean for the rest of the system? Uh, And again, nothing has been announced yet, nothing official yet, but if you read the tea leaves, it certainly appears as if the Indians' affiliates at the higher levels of the system, and there'll be four for each major league organization, full-season affiliates, should continue to be Columbus at AAA, AA would be uh, the Akron Ball Club, and then Lake County would still have an affiliated team, as will Lynchburg, and how it all shakes out officially uh, will be announced in the coming weeks. So again, that is not official, but it certainly appears to be the case moving forward. And of course, the minor league system, so much uh, lifeblood of, of what the Indians are all about and how they can compete at a high level as they have been doing for the past several years. So uh, hopefully that clears some things up for you. And, and we hope to have in future shows uh, the ability to delve in a little bit deeper into the impact on the Indians and, and some franchises too. Uh, throughout the area and, and how they're going to move forward. That's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks so much to Brian Matze, uh, as always, for helping to put together our show, as well as Anthony Alford, who's on the dials this week back at our network studio. So thanks to Anthony. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.